<laughs> You've gone quiet. Yeah, yeah, you're breaking up a little bit on me. I'm again, sorry. So, I, so I, I'm tr- I have trouble here. I'm trying to get what you're actually saying. Now it's okay. Um, yeah, you know, I mean, I, I think that there's something to be said for um, doing other kinds of ties than than a TK, and that's a good point. That it's sort of over and over again. But I think there also is a there's a you know there's there's two reasons why people do TKs a lot. The first being, which is what said already, that um, you know they see it a lot. Right. Well, why are they seeing it a lot? Which is the second reason they're seeing it a lot because it does a lot of stuff right. Yes. And 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 my I haven't responded to that thread because I haven't been on Fat Life too much. But my response to you know our TK is awesome is my response is yes. And the reason why yes is because it does several things I like. It mobilizes, or it doesn't mobilize, but it helps um, put someone in a position where their arms aren't free. Now, could they get their arms out when I tie a TK? Yes. I'm not tying a TK that, they, that people can't get out of. They can get out of it if they really want. But sure. it's keeping arms behind the back. It's keeping the shoulders together. Um, I don't suspend too often anymore. So, you know, suspension is a whole different thing, which I'm not even talking about. But the TK itself, if I'm doing a groundwork tie or a partial suspension tie where I'm not keeping tension on it, it has very little chance. And there's always chance, but I feel, I feel it had, the risk to reward ratio is high on the reward sense for making sure the person, for not, not harming the person. Right. Um, the, I, I know 50 billion different versions of it, so I'm probably never going to do the same one twice on the same person. If anything, even if I do, you know, the basic two rope one or, you know, two and a bit rope one where, you know, it's, you know, wrist and box tie and then it's locked off, I'm going to do something different after that. So it has lots of variation when, you know, you think about, okay, let's think about other upper body harnesses. Um, the Hishi, like you said, mm-hmm. which has, you know, a few different different variations but it's 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 basically going to be pretty much the same or you're going to do some kind of arm binder which again has a bunch of different variations but if you do a front arm binder it's probably going to be like one of two ways if you do a back arm binder it's going to be like one of three ways so i feel like i could do and also i usually feel like again on the risk and reward um ratio is i could then do stuff after with the TK that's not going to be as safe with other types of ties or doesn't interest as me with his other ties. And, you know, for me, what I enjoy is I really enjoy some kind of tie that's leaving somebody semi-immobilized, and then I could do stuff afterwards. Right. Um, with the majority of my play partners now, which, you know, aren't that – they're not that many people that I regularly play with. Um, but, you know, the people I regularly play with, uh, none of them are the people who I tie and leave. I'm not really tying someone and just leaving them alone or I'm not just tying them and sitting back in the, in the, and, you know um, – enjoying my work that which that's totally fine people could do that but i find that most of the people i tie i suspend once in a while but i do other i do floor work and partial suspensions with them more often because it leaves me the opportunity after you know tying some kind of box tie which which you know i do other stuff as well but if i do a box tie then i'm gonna do other stuff i'm gonna do stuff with their you know with their waist and their legs and right. you know the cool. head and stuff like that where you know it's gonna make it interesting so you know and and 
also for me a, a box tie or you know a TK, I could do it very very fast. I could do it consistently, and you know maybe eventually there'll be other ties I get interested in that um, I could do that the same way. But basically, but an arm binder um, for me because my primary partner. It's not a tie that she could sustain. Right. I don't do it as often. I'm not as confident well, with it. Well, let's let's throw something in there because I mean, I, I think I think there, there's a there's a language disconnect, and mm-hmm. it, it it comes into what are we tying and what are we doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I think that's where like you know Kate kind of hit the nail on the head. You know, if it's a great scene doesn't matter i mean yeah okay it's a tk but you just said and then i can sit back and watch and i think a large part of the problem i see with a lot of people learning you know japanese bondage and bondage in general is the visualist you know the guy you know the guy or girl who you know they're done (gasps) you're immobilized and you're like okay now what you know they're they're spending so much time tying up the harness the, the the arms whatever and the process gets in the way of, well, what are you there for? You know, mm-hmm. um, you know, I, I was always perplexed when I first got on the scene with people who were into creating these incredibly, you know, uh, uh, detailed harnesses and stuff, you know, requiring lots and lots. And I'm not even talking about Japanese harnesses, just like they do all this stuff with knots and, you know, and like take forever. And you're like, okay. And I'm like, but then what? Well, see, I've I've got the girl in the air. Yes, and I'm like, she looks thoroughly bored. You know what? What now? Well, I, I think yeah. I think you know I, I understand what you're saying, and I think we we come from the same place on this be- just because of how our, like I, you know I know you very well, like I said before, mm-hmm. and I think for both of us we have a a. Um, if not, if not, you know, we have we have similar ideas in terms of rope. Now, I, like I'm definitely not saying there's anything wrong with the people that do the big fusion harnesses, where you know the point is to have this you know rope dress, but that's not what I want to do. So that's sure. why I go to the certain ties I do. I think that's what you're saying as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, you know, that's that's well, that's my it, thing. These are yeah. these are tools. They're not um, ends in and of themselves. And people unfortunately get stuck on the. I've started liking it to the the permanent. The permanent floating practice club, because okay. everything is a practice. You know, you're right. you're, you know, wow, I got that tie. The scene is done, and you're like, dude, you know, here's here's a vibrator. She want he she wants yeah. to come. You know, it's like yeah, exactly. You know, you finishing you 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 know you getting that off. I mean, there are people who do that. I mean, there's a guy who I know who who is was a regular to ShibariCon, whose entire thing is creating this thing, you know, tying yes. the girl up and, and he doesn't do aftercare or anything like that. And if you're into being this artistic thing in the middle of a thing, mm-hmm. sure. Great. But you're not going to get, you know, you're going to get past that. Um, I know that I, I've had people who like what I do because it's not so much about, I'm not going to, you know, like, yeah, I might get a little fussy about something, but what it really comes down to is how fast I can get you into whatever I want or tie yes, you into whatever yes, I want. You know, which, yes. is, which is which is this is a tool versus I'm stuck with a tool. And I, I think that's something that I, I think doesn't get covered because you know you, you look at like you said you go back to everything we're reading on the ARA or what we're reading because I don't read it anymore or <laughs> um, uh, what you call it on. Uh, 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 
uh, fat life. And, you know, everyone's stuck in, is this safe? Is this safe? How do we construct this? Um, and, and, and the attitude is almost like it's built around doing this thing is the scene, not the scene that you happen to use this in, you know? And it's like, it's interesting when you listen to somebody like S and M or, or any of the other, or, or whenever any of the other higher ups in terms of rope comment. And it's interesting because like there, there's almost like a unspoken thing where they say it as if, well, you should already know this. That right. this is a tool, but at the same time, then they're going, well, yeah, but you're, 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 you did that all wrong. And it, which, which cracks me up actually. Um, so yeah, it, it just, this is, this is, I think there, I think there's a language disconnect and I think that, you know, I, I'd almost like to see it, you know, start doing threads on why do you like this? How do you use this in your scene? Um, not, not how do you tie it, but how, how is it used? You know, what did you do with it? Um, I don't want to know how many knots you use. I, this is not this is not a Naughty Boys com- compendium of did you tie the knot right, but what did you do once you what did you do with your subject once you did you tie the how was this effective in tying their legs apart? Um, did this make a great butt plug? Did the you know what? Yeah, you know? yeah. And I, I think that's almost like we you know, we need to start. Uh, that's why I like Buff uh, uh, Mercy's. Uh, um, uh, groups, sort of. I mean, I don't think it's gelled yet, but I, I kind of like that attitude of what are we doing with it versus how do you do it. Yeah, no, I, I think I think it's definitely a really good idea to be rather than a value. Ju- not well, I mean, I guess it's a value judgment, but it's not a value judgment in, in a way. A value judgment. That, no. Well, yeah, I mean, it's, it's not going to be a value judgment in the way of um, is this better than this or is this safer than this, but a did you like this or did you not like this? Right. Which I think, you know, that's what you're saying. It's a, it's a good starting point. It's a good, you know, launch, well, what, what was it, what was it good for? Not so much. Did you like it, but what was it good for that made you like it? Right. You know? Right. Right. Well, I mean, I mean, that's, you know, that, that obviously the initial post is, you know, do you, do you think this is awesome? And then it's a why, why, or, you right. know, but I think it's a good start. It's a good, you know, launch pad for, um, you know, not the nitpicking. And then honestly, that's another reason why I stopped, you know, following a lot of the rope threads because, um, you know, I haven't seen it in a little while, but there, there used to be a preponderance of a, what's the tensile strength of blah, blah, blah. You know what? I give a flying shit about the tensile strength of, of, of my rope because I know that the ten, I don't have to know the exacts to know my tensile strength is I am not suspending somebody with one thread for more than You're not. eight seconds. You know, I, you know, I mean, I'm not a member of West Coast Asshole, so I don't have that, you know, I don't have that under my belt. But, but just saying, you know, I, I don't need to worry about that. I just need to worry, you know, the, I'm not the, you need to be aware that maybe rope could break, but it, it's, <laughs> it's not really going to probably. Probably it's sorry, not going funny. to. You know, I, I think, you know, a safety thread is, should be more concerned with a, how do you notice when your rope is beginning to go after using it for a long sure. time? I never see that yet. That's something that's more concerning to me because I, sometimes I, I see my rope. I'm like, yeah, I've been using this for a while. I guess it's probably time to put it just in, in the floor work kit. You know right. what I mean? Um, but yeah, but I think, you know, uh, you know, Ruffin is on the right on the right track of of a 
okay, well, why is this tie good for you rather than a let's start a flame war, you know, to try and prove my point. Because I think a lot of the times when people start the is this safe, is this, is this safe um, thread, like not all the time, but a lot is of the time I feel, I feel they're being disingenuous and they're sort of trying to, to you know, beg the argument for their point sure. rather than actually have a discussion where people learn. Well, I mean, there's, a, there's also the element there that, um, and, and you, I think you kind of hit it on the nail ahead of, you know, it's not the argument about is it safe, but what is safe, you know? Right. And everyone starts fetishizing the argument because, you know, everyone has, you know, everyone like it has an asshole, everyone has an opinion. Um, you know, uh, I, I've seen too many, you know, rope is it safe uh, things go batshit because... Yeah. Everybody has a. Everyone has an opinion. You know, I heard it from. I heard it from blah blah blah. Or you then have people who actually do have experience tossing in, but then throwing their dick around because uh, they happen to know what the the breaking strength chart for uh, you know for you know whatever special rope you're using for such and such, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. or starts talking about specialty situations where they're doing like high angle rescue right gee i don't know kevlar rope might be a speciality you know and we're not doing that i mean uh you know sometimes it is important i mean uh dunter when i did uh uh, was it um i went up with rigor j and we i I did uh uh uh, the montreal fetish uh fetish uh, event uh did this high oh my god it was he was he was hoisting he was tying people up Hoisting mm-hmm. them all the way—it was a two-story. It's like the inside of a, a two-story theater. Hoisting them all the way up and then bringing them back down again. Right. And he had a rig where there was a steel beam. He was using a solid chain around that with a giant lock, and uh, attached to this was, uh, you know, rigor, you know, a uh, 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 rescue grade uh, uh, hardware, which was then attached to a Kevlar rope. Right. Okay. So basically. His rig, because remember, this is in a a, a performance environment. You know, he's put, he's putting up you know people he's picked and people he you know only people he wants, and you know for you know insurance purposes, essentially, his rig could lift a seven forty seven. Right. Know? Um, whereas Jay and I are going off of a crappy Tetris that we had there, and <laughs> you know the worst problem we had was if somebody's hand went numb because like if you drop you're going to hit the floor on your ass you know right. so it, it it really you know apples and oranges in terms of technology but if you were to get on one of these lists you know in these one arguments you know the the two story lift and the Tetris would be treated as if they were equal right. Which is, to- you know, like totally ridiculous. And, you know, again, it, it's not so much about, you know, these people get so much into the the the, um, the fetishism of the technology versus what it is we're doing. I mean, I, I've told you a story about why I learned how to do, you know, the temple knot, the, the knot I really love. Uh-huh. Which is like the one really fancy knot I actually know. People think, oh, my God, Dub knows all these. And I do a class on fancy knots. And, like, the only real cl- knot that I, I use incessantly and, and is this one freaking knot because I love it. And I learned it partly because I, I, I – originally because I had a, a pendant that I need to retie it on that I got from uh, from Hong Kong when my mom was there. Uh-huh. But it took me t- literally almost 10 years to find a diagram of how to uh, untie this knot. And when I did, I learned how to tie it. <laughs> but the hilarious part of this was um, when going back in, going back to 93, you had so many – what I used to call not nuts. And those were the guys 
who you'd start tying. And if they tied, they, 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 they tie the girl up, but while they're doing this, they're crowing about, well, I'm using a half hitch with a belly whistle and a double half dunga dingy <laughs> with a woo-wah-wah. And yes. if you do it with your left hand, you do it, and it, it done ties in about two seconds. It's the safest, and it doesn't tighten up on the rest. If you're not doing this, you're not a real rope guy, you know. Right. And and you're like, what the fuck, you know, because they were so they were, they were so fetishizing the, the process and the knots it had nothing to do with tying the person up. And, you know, they stand there with their dick out showing off, you know. And I'd show them this knot. And it's a really simple knot. You've shown it to you. And that mm-hmm. one last part where you go through the loop through the hole was the one that would always fuck them over. Suddenly yeah. I became the new rope god because I had one a knot nobody had ever seen. Big Wubby. Second, oh, my God, they couldn't do it. Dove must be a rope, uh, rope god. I'm like, yeah, whatever. It would get them to <laughs> shut up. And... Yes. The same thing I see with with you know the Japanese bondage thing of oh my god you know you're not doing a TK three right blah 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 I'm like is she going anywhere is he going anywhere no then I did it right it's it's you know we're working on a learning curve I mean the stuff I see coming out of Japan from ninety three to now has so radically changed mm-hmm. not just from. Um, you know, the fact that, you know, you know, things change over time. But, like, you look at stuff that Osada did when he first he was first doing stuff and that he's like, I, he's come up with, I now do the TK3. I mean, if you talk to anybody who's, who's taking classes with him over a period of years, it's, well, he keeps changing it every time I see him. So is this Japanese bondage or is mm-hmm. this Japanese bondage? You know, is it, you know... You know, does it work? That's the larger aspect. And this isn't even to go into the whole Japanese bond thing, but it's the fetishizing of the the getting it right versus does it work? Mm-hmm. You know, um, like I, I've I've started using a uh, a variant on um, uh, an upper body hishi, which includes a um, uh, what you call it a uh, uh, a TK element. Now, okay. if you go into um, Arasugo's one of Arasugo's two books. Uh, the ones that he printed in English, he has his own variant of it where it's not a he/she variant, but he—I mean, it's not a—it uh, uh, doesn't throw any tiki portion except for the fact that the arms are tied behind the back. Right. Um, I have a video of this one gentleman who then ties in uh, uh, an upper body TK to it. Okay. Which then locks into the diamond harness. Now, I think I've showed—I think I showed it to you once before. And I, I've kind of had to go through a you know, certain amount of reinvention of it. It was actually interesting because the uh, Arasu's book actually gave me a couple of information that I was like, oh, this is how you tie it. Right. But the element that does it work, does it look good, um, is it effective? And, you know, rather than getting stuck up on getting it absolutely right, I'm getting it, you know, as right as I possibly can. You know, mm-hmm. if somebody from Japan wants to go, oh, this is how you do it. Awesome. I'll know how to do it. I've actually had problems with some of the stuff I've seen out of Japan. I go, well, you know, actually, this would be more simpler. It's like I do a variation on the uh, uh, Osada's uh, harness, the one where he comes up, crosses the front, then cuts back, and then goes goes down again. I'm, mm-hmm. doing, I'm doing the diagram for, for uh, Miles on camera, so he sees what I'm doing. And I've always had a problem with that because of where it tie, digs in in here. So I do a variation, which comes up, grabs it, and pulls it off the shoulders, which is something right. I developed for the uh, hishi. Now, remember, the hishi is a hojo tie. It's supposed to, you know, cut in on the shoulders here, on the uh, uh, right near the neck. Mm-hmm. And I always thought that was kind of obnoxious because you're, you're tying, you're, you're pulling in on the 
the muscle right next to the neck, and that can be very wearing. So when you come back and forth, instead of doing the uh, leaving the upper diamond harness just going back and forth, I add an extra little rope, which makes it form a box around uh-huh. the neck. So the rope is now further out where the uh, um, the de- was the deltoid. I think this was. This I think it's maybe yeah, the delt. Uh, the the muscle coming the the triangular muscle coming off the side of the neck ends right where the shoulder is. So it's pulling in an area where it's less stressful and much more comfortable. I also find it to actually be a little more harder to get out because you've now created a, a box structure around the bo- uh, the uh, the body without any wiggle room. Mm-hmm. But, okay, is that Japanese box? I don't know. But, you know, then looking at some of the stuff I've seen um, where I, I'll, I believe that the Japanese have kind of ripped us off on. You know, I mean, it's, it's kind of fascinating watching somebody uh, um, do, you know, especially now in the Japanese stuff, uh, a, a safety lecture <laughs> and learning like, wow, they got that from us because, you know, you never saw that in a Japanese video or anything like that up until now, you know, and it's, it's kind of funny in that respect. You know, you're like, well, is that Japanese? Is safety lectures Japanese? Are they Western? You know, um, right. Anyway, and, and especially when they're starting talking about, they're actually bringing up the whole issue of. Um, you know, the radial nerve, which was something that never seemed to be, you know, a consideration way back when uh-huh. and is now. So, yes. Anyway, <laughs> did any of that break up? No, that was perfect. Okay. Oh, that went so, through yeah. perfect. Yeah. So anyway, that, that's my own little, little take on things, you know, too much experience and too much over time and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think, right. I don't know. I, I think <laughs> we, just, we just need to sort of I don't know. Um, stop. I don't know. Now, now, like I, I think online, I, I try to uh, not get into arguments. You know, what I mean, like this is what's the point, right? What's the what's the <laughs> point? You know, oh, yeah. <laughs> if you know someone want, you know, someone has a different opinion. You know, if if I see something in person that I think, you know, maybe they want my opinion on, I'll give it to them there. Sure. But online, you know. Why do people want my opinion on what you know on ties? Oh yeah, I, I think you know it's just I. I it's like not I worth said, it. It's not worth it. Yeah, but like I said, you know, I feel that some people starting threads, you know, maybe disingenuous with it, and then I think that True. you know, so many people aren't willing to learn when they talk online. They're just they yeah. just want to put their point out there. They want to be right. If they're wrong, they want they don't care if they're wrong or not. That's just, you know, what's what's the point at that point in time? I I think people are more willing to learn and to change their opinion when they see stuff in person. And that's, you know, that's a... Maybe, maybe. I mean, I've I've had... I've noticed that we have a lot of people who are just... They are just batshit crazy. I mean, they they have an opinion. (laughs) And and it doesn't matter because they're focused, they're hyper-focused on a problem versus the, the larger aspect. Right. And I've had too many people show up at classes who will argue uh, a point, like because you know the great so and so said this, you therefore are wrong. Right. Um, although I, I've got a great story on that because um, uh, there was a girl, there's a girl who comes around the Boston scene who um, we started talking on IRC. This is when I was still on IR, uh, Internet Relay Chat, and mm-hmm. she didn't know. I was a rope god. No, just kidding. No, she didn't know that I, I was teaching. She didn't know I was teaching. Right. And we were just chatting and we talked rope and everything and flirt and everything. And then I, I, one day I mentioned, we got on IM and I, I mentioned the fact that I was going to be at uh, teaching someplace. She went, mm-hmm. wait a minute, you teach? I went, yeah. 
you know, you know my nice stuff. She's like, you're, I said, here. And I sent her a link. And like, all of a sudden didn't hear from her for like almost like three or four months. I mean, uh-huh. just like nothing, you know. And I'm like, what, what? The story's not that bad. <laughs> What happened? Oh, sorry. Sorry. I had to leave for a second. Okay. Sorry. Sorry. I was like, yeah, no, so anyway, <laughs> I was like, where, ah, okay. Anyway. So, um, you know, so anyway, so she, I don't hear from her for a couple of months and <laughs> then finally she pops up and it turns out that, you know, we talk and she's very cagey and it turns out that she has a thing with presenters, you know, okay. me just mean this guy was cool, but the moment I became like, oh my God, you know what you're doing? Uh, you know? Okay. Anyway. Um, she surprised me by showing up at uh, my skate artist class okay. at one of the, uh, uh, at, at, uh, Tess in New York. Uh-huh. And I was like, oh, cool. And I tied her up and, you know, we talked about, um, uh, you know, you know, the class and I was doing some of the Hojo stuff on her and I did the two finger trick you know, uh-huh. and I did the, that little body thing I do with it and everything. And so, you know, she's fighting. It's a four millimeter rope. Anyway. She had a little hand problem, you know, at the end of it. I let her, you know, uh-huh. so, okay, my hand's a little numb. Okay, fine. Took you out of it. Okay, well, okay. Take some ibuprofen. It should be fine. Okay. And she says, it happens. All right. So anyway, she's at a munch, it turns out, and in Jersey. It's Jersey or somewhere. Anyway, she, okay. uh, um, she um, was talking to a couple, and she mentioned what happened. Uh-huh. And they go apeshit. Dove's a horrible uh, rope person. He doesn't know what he's doing. Your hand shouldn't have gone numb. Ba da ba da ba da ba da. Now she knows what. She's very knowledgeable. She she uh-huh. loves rope. She's she is a rope bunny, and she you know I hate that term, but she loves she loves rope, and she's okay. She's knows the whole radial nerve thing and the whole thing, and she knows that her hand was getting better. You know, it wasn't an issue. Uh-huh. Well, she also um, knows Percy and. The couple in lambasting me, their their rationale for um, knowing why Dove was a horrible human being was they had learned rope from Sir Percival in uh-huh. Boston. So she contacted Percy and said, you know, told him the story. And Percy's response was, but I learned everything I know from Dove. Right. <laughs> and it was just it was just that element that, you know, Here's this couple who, because they have put, you know, put X into the box, you know, as the, you know, now know everything mm-hmm. and they know nothing, you know, because they, they took something that's a cautionary and put it into the absolute red category. Um, th- this is something I used to have a problem with, with, um, uh, dealing with, uh, people who had, who had read, uh, Jay Wiseman. Now Jay, I know Jay, you know, it took me years to know Jay, but I finally got to mm-hmm. know him. I like him. He's an interesting character. Um, his books have been written over time. In other words, they, they were written way back when with knowledge a, he's changed his opinion about a lot of things mm-hmm. and not about some things. And there's a conversation going there. Well, the problem though is a lot of the way he wrote is, well, these are things you should be, you should be cautious about, you know, mm-hmm. people take that as, oh my God, you, you know, warning, warning, you know, this must be, you must be, you know, you must watch out for this. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's not his intent. You know, he's, he's giving, well, okay, if you're doing rope bondage, you should worry about these nerves. Now, in other words, you should worry about not, oh my God, don't ever do this because right. your arm will fall off. 
I mean, this is remember, this is the guy who originally started the whole thing. Of, well, I wouldn't say he started, but he 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 helped push what when I first got on the scene. The only issue he had with with body was um, if you if you tied somebody up, oh my god, cutting off circulation and circulation mm-hmm. is a non-issue as we know today at this point. I right, mean, does nothing to do with nerves, has nothing to do with anything else. Um, you know, you're, in order in order to do serious damage, you have to so seriously tourniquet somebody's limb off, and even then, we're talking you have to have, have circulation cut off for a really long time. But in any right. case, um. This is a non-issue, and I used to make a joke in his classes because um, one of his early books, he says, um, if you put anything around the wrists, you have to let it go within 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't say anything about being tight, so I used to I used to take a big loop of rope, put it around my wrist, hang it down, go, okay, at what point do I have to release the tension on this so my arm doesn't fall off? Because mm-hmm. he just said anything around the wrist. He just never said anything tight around the you know, how tight. And, you know, again, it's that issue of people, um, you know, so worried about the wrong thing. You know, we're worried about the, you know, and this goes back to, I guess, to what we're talking about, but the harnesses, is it safe? Right. It's not necessarily that it's safe. It's, do you understand what safety is? Do you understand what an emergency is? Do you understand um, anything about the anatomy so that if somebody does complain, oh, my middle finger is going numb, that this might be this portion of the arm, just move the rope, mm-hmm. you know, that kind of thing. And, you know, I, I think that's a bigger problem within a, how we teach and how, you know, I, I mean, I, I get bring this up every once in a while, but I, I've got a big issue with how we teach in the sense of, uh, we teach from a emergency standpoint versus a, how do you do it standpoint and then deal with an emergency. Mm-hmm. So people are, are waiting for the bells and alarms to go off when they're just tying, you know, like a package, you know, I, I had somebody actually freak out in a class because I was showing them how to do, you know, a standard, you know, two column tie and oh my God, you know, they're, they're, they're like, oh my God, what, what point do you know, they're, they're waiting for the arms to fall off. Right. I'm like one, see all the space here between the, the wrist and here, the carpal tunnels. I mean, it was like literally they were having a nervous breakdown because all the information they've been taught up to that point was, you know, Basically, been taught in large, blo- you know, bold red letters. Oh my God! You put a rope around a person. Danger! 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 Mm-hmm. Danger! Danger! Without any. By the way, here's what you should watch out for. But outside of that, you're fine. Right. Yeah. So anyway, you look like you actually have to get going, or, or something. You're just you're fidgeting more than you're usually fidgeting. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I just um. I think I'm um, um, Japanese bondage talked out, <laughs> <laughs> and that was very little. Actually, we usually talk a lot more. So yeah, well, I think we had the long uh, presenter yeah, conversation that, that was, before too. Yeah. So yeah. I, I like how things happen in this conversation. It's like I start talking, people start talking. Suddenly we're we're going. Yeah, it's conversation. And, yeah, which is that's what I want. So do you have any any uh, anything coming up? Uh, I mean, okay, you're getting married. Yeah, right. Thing. Well, yeah. congratulations, yes. by the way. Yeah, so not not everybody that listens to Dovecast is invited. I'm sorry, guys, um, but yeah, so we are we are getting married. Um, You're tying the knot. Ha, oh ha, man, yeah. literally. Well, we should do that in the wedding, and uh, I, I think you know it could be literal, and it doesn't have to be kinky for you know folks and everything else like that. Um, but it's yeah, very ritualistic, guess, actually. I mean, it's you know actually yeah. tying the knot is used in a couple of I know in some pagan and some other stuff. So why not? Yeah, we could literally tie a knot. I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll talk to Wicked Blue Glow about that. <laughs> I think I think that's um, also used like in Shinto. I think. 
Yes. Yeah, yes. there you go. So. Well, then I actually am an official uh, Shibari master, I think. If I, if I, if, so. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, right. Um, so next, the uh, Jersey Rope Experiment is mm-hmm. on the 26th, like I said in the beginning. Um, I hope to see people out. We, we will be announcing um, who's coming to, to teach. Um, Do you have a website? Uh, uh, it is uh, jerseyrope.com, um, but you also can find us very easily on either Twitter, uh, you know, Jersey Rope. Ex- eh, is it Jersey Rope Experiment? I think that's it. Or, or JRE. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know our Twitter account. We don't, it's, not re- it's not very often used. Okay. Um, but you can also find us on FetLife on, under Jersey Rope Experiment as a group. Um, if you look under events for Jersey Rope Experiment, also that stuff will come up. Um, but, yeah, no, for, no uh, come out and, and learn. Um, if you're in the central New Jersey area and you want to come to the triad munch um, and uh, uh, come watch me do some you know basic bondage stuff um, that's on the 20th of February and um, they I don't think they have a outside of that life thing but it's you know triad t-r-i-a-d um, that's the group um, on fat life or if you get in contact with so me join fat life yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. It, I hope people listen to Dovecast are on Fat Life because you know, as much as we trashed the 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 you know <laughs> rope discussions on Fat Life, yeah. there is many, many, many awesome things about it in terms of uh, good social networking with other kinky people. Um, but you know, if people want to know what's going on with me, you know, they could either follow my Twitter, which is uh, Madaleo M A T A L E A O, same name on FetLife as well. So you can follow me on Twitter, follow me on you know FetLife. Um, you know, if if you are an active Twitter user, I probably will not let you watch, follow me. So uh, you know. Be friends with people and talk about stuff, and say you're say you're kinky on in your profile, and then I'll probably follow you or let you follow me. So yeah, that's that's about it. All right. Well, thank you very much for coming on. I'm gonna go get brunch because it's late. And yeah, uh, yeah well, we'll do this again. So this is Dovecast. We're signing off. Hope you enjoyed it. And if you have any questions, people you want to see, let me know. If you get this far, and oh, oh by the way, actually, I've, I've been finding out I have a lot of vanilla listeners actually have a friend of mine works for a company is like turned all of his friends onto it at the place so it's sort of like okay <laughs> showing up at some office somewhere it's like kind of funny <laughs> but, we'll turn you kinky vanilla people don't worry yeah, yeah, we'll suck you in but <laughs> uh, i'll talk to you later and uh you know have a good have a good week and uh, congratulations on all that stuff thanks though. okay now don't-